We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve. You can't get rid of us that easily. It's hour two. We be clumping. Hey, clump clump, DJ. Hi, everybody. I haven't seen you guys since Friday night. What a fun night that well, was. Well, we oh, yeah. spent a lot of time together last week. We really did. Yeah. A lot. And then none over the weekend, which was nice. Yeah. But now here good. we are again. I got some pictures of you and your son, Bruno. Oh, good. He that was I need so to happy to hang you. with you. Yeah, that was fun. And Sarge was happy to hang with you. What a night. Or do you mean me or Donna and me? He the, doesn't most care about me. Everybody loves Steve. Bruno's my boy. <laughs> Sarge gets me. Sarge is one of the only people in my life, and if you're new to the show, uh, Sarge is Rocco's like 85-year-old friend who he brought to a movie once without asking us, and then Sarge, midway through with Top Gun 2, I looked over, and Sarge jacked Rocco's popcorn right out of his hands, and I was like, this Sarge character is really a force to be reckoned with. So Sarge and I formed a bond, and he's one of the only people in my circle who doesn't judge me. He is just pure love and acceptance, and he's out for a good time, and careful, because he's going to get it. It was fun, you guys. We Did you see Sarge? Up. I saw Sarge. We have but things. now I feel like people don't care about me. No, oh, Donna! That's how Rocco that. made it sound. No, it's it's like, yeah, everybody loves Steve. It's not that they don't care about you. It's that they're bored with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's different. That's fair. No, I'm joking. <laughs> now, we had, a, we had a fun night. We have a few things. We need to get to our little Project Down to Dirty recap with Rocco because... You know, Rocco was a part of our filmmaking team. Don, who we were talking with at the beginning of the show, she was a part of the Jason and Alexis filmmaking team. Their show is funny too. Um, yeah, I, oh, I was really so impressed by all of all of the movies. I thought that they were um, great. Jason's mumbly character, oh yeah, with the funny. mullet, was very funny. Um, let's talk about our limo ride. <laughs> so last week Jeez. they said you guys can auction off a limo ride, and it's a, a friggin' automobile pony ride just once around the block. You don't even go around the block. It's three quarters of a block. We didn't even complete the square. Yeah, well, I bought a Rock- bottle of champagne. <laughs> I, I, we like, got to the. I barely had it open, and they're like, "Get out!" I know, and you you had just poured some into my <laughs> cup, and then I was like, "Well, am I supposed to leave this here? You spent money on it, so I walked down the red carpet with Did it." Give it and, to somebody. No, I I was even on the. the Doing the interview oh. with Brittany with it in my hand, I'm like, oh, this is good money spent. I know. I gave well, it good to thing a I got a good deal on it, but yeah, you got a good. Oh yeah, I, I need to Venmo you some money too. Yeah, you you got me a bottle of whiskey. Oh, that's right. yeah, oh, I got, yeah, I got some stuff I got to pay for. But um, so le- I, I go on the air. They tell us about this limo ride, and I was like, wow, this really doesn't sound like that awesome of a limo ride. It's going to be like three minutes long, and you have to come drive to. So we're not picking you up at your house. You got to drive to St. Louis Park, park in the West End, which can be a little problematic if it gets really busy, walk down the ramp, and then we'll put you in a limo and just walk you around, uh, drive you around three quarters of the block. 
We end up getting $215. It wasn't a great fundraising effort, but we got $215. (laughs) Then we go out to the limo, the moment of truth. Who are these people who said, I think hanging out with Donna, Rocco, and Stevie Boy is worth $215, even if it only lasts three minutes? They stood us up. (laughs) I wonder why. We're not even sure that we ever got the money. We really, I don't think we did. So I don't think we got the money. And it was just then the three of us (laughs) in the world's most fun uh, limo driver that we've ever had. She was delightful. Yeah, I actually used to work with her at the other radio station. Amy Mousy. I know Amy too. Yeah. Yeah. You know who she reminded me of? Jane Lynch's character on Only Murders (laughs) in the Building. You know, when she plays Steve Martin's uh, body double. Yeah, for sure. I get it. Yeah, she's she's fun. She's kind of got this limo. She does a lot of she's got her, you know, hands in a lot of things. And like one of her side hustles is limo driving. And she's got like a cool suit and some cool glasses. To go with did it. she have a hat on? Great. Right. Like yeah. a little uh, Charlie Chaplin yeah. hat. It was great. So we did that. Then we go out there or just um, adoring fans, many of them plants, but still listeners who were just totally wrapping the West End area. We go up the escalator. People are hollering and clapping. It was just really a fun festive environment and i will say this and i think we all felt this jason and alexis's movie aired first they did it in order of when our shows are on the air their movie airs first and then uh for some technical reasons there was about a 10 or 15 second just black screen situation yeah and i think we all started to feel nervous during that time <laughs> of like here comes our movie hope it lands hope people get it and like it did you feel the nerves I did. And then people started yelling things like, clomp, clomp, <laughs> and yeah. That was usually me. Right. Take a moment of silence. You're and right, though, because for the longest time, I wasn't that nervous because, I mean, seriously, I mean, you got, I heard you guys giving love to um, Justin and Kristen from Above the Line. Those guys, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Big time. And you guys... I think we all knew Steve was, you know, a camera-ready, handsome oh, for sure. chap. Yes. But who knew if Donna and I would come through? And Donna, you guys seriously, Donna, oh, the sad. scene where you're crying about your grandma's, it is so, so funny. funny. <laughs> My grandma died. And the camera just loves you. You were so great, Donna. Oh, the, the guys. Little... So are you, Rocco. You oh. wrote all that. Is this just going to be a mutual admiration so. thing yeah. right now? The young Donna scene was so great. <laughs> oh, and my pigtails. God. Oh, I just, la- I had never seen that. And, and I was like, when I was watching that for the first time, the rough cut at their house, I was like, this is, I miss this. This is so funny. They Rocco purposely wrote, held it back from you guys. Rocco wrote all the lyrics to uh, the songs, which are very Bravo. funny. And the outro song. I was watching with my family and I was like, guys, wait, listen. And there's a line that is just so great and we'll we'll say we won't say it since some people will watch right. it for the first time and you time. have right. to watch it to the very very end of the song at the end end of the credits end and of the, yeah. yeah so you have so good it was so good there was a scene rocco where uh, as we all compliment each other where i was like compliment oh, you oh, compliment <laughs> <laughs> but i was like oh look God, at rocco I'd hire him as a character actor <laughs> in a movie. Absolutely. Not to say that you couldn't be a leading man someday, sure. Rocco. But I just like you're you're a you're a character actor in the background who's just got an interesting look. The camera loves you in that way. Great delivery. Your acting was good. I was like, this is this really came together in fun. a funny way. Really? Yeah, and I fun. think, like I said, I mean the camera obviously loves Steve. You're on national television and all that. But you know, like just because you're on national TV and you're like a funny guy that does, you know, fries eggs in the cold weather, whatever you did, I don't even, I never watched it. Um, <laughs> you know, but you, uh, you, your acting is, I mean, I watched the movie like three more times this weekend. 
You're so funny. You know, that's so nice of you to say because, can I just tell you guys, this is like totally uh, talking out of turn here. But I was talking, my, I have a manager, okay? And he was working on like a, like a Christmas movie. And I was like, hey, so I sent him a text. This was like last week. I said, hey, in case you guys end up needing to cast like a freckly, pale-skinned, quirky shop owner, I know a guy. And he said... Uh, he said, like, hey, it's going to happen. And he said, do you need any acting classes? And this this is before we shot. And I just texted him back and I said, absolutely not. I'm ready to go. Oh, <laughs> but then we, we did the movie and I was like, should I send him the short film? Yes. And be like, Look, this is a totally hammy version because it's not like we were doing, you know, Oscar winning acting. We were It was no. like an SNL sketch. Right. You know, in a 10 minute form. But I was like, should I send him that? And would it, would it give him an idea? Of or is course. it too hammy, though? Is it too hammy? I was an 80s villain. So many people were like, shoot him a Gavin. I'm getting Shooter McGavin vibes from you. <laughs> I think you should send it. I mean, you you can do more than that, but send him that. You say him. For sure. You're scratching the surface of who right. I am as a oh, thespian. Look, now we're out of time. By the <laughs> way, thank you again to uh, Ranham Bowling Alley right underneath the nook. That's Shout where we out. shot. Filler and spot. they could not have been more amazing. If you ever want to go bowling with your family, go there. Yeah, it's just so old fun. school, yes. small, Hamlin good and burgers. Rand- Randall? Yeah, that's why they Randall. Randolph. That's Randolph. why they call it Randall. Randall. Randolph and Hamlin. Right. Yeah, that's right. And then you get the nook. Have a Juicy Lucy and it's then great. go bowl. It's really great. And when we went to them and said, hey, could you keep the joint closed until like seven? Mike was like, great. Yep, we'll do it, man. Sure. Yeah, we want this to work for you guys. Yeah. So, yeah, So shout go out give to them, them some love if you're, uh, you know, maybe you're looking for some place to go for lunch today. Stop and I'll, in. I'll go there this week, too, and I'm going to do a little video tour cool. just to show you how cool it looks. Yes. We'll post it up on social later this week. Okay. Uh, anyway, we have to go. Do we have more content or are we done? I think we have more content. Um, I have a, uh, a follow-up on that Bruce Willis story about how he signed over his rights to that AI company. Turns out, not so much. Also, Britney Spears back on Instagram again. We'll tell you what happened this time. It involves her mom. That's coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey! Good morning and welcome back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> That's Steve making fun of me because a lot of times he claims that I'm just like rah, 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 behind the scenes. And then when I crack the mic, it's I'm like, amazing. hi. <laughs> Always. She'd be like, well, no, I don't want to do that. And then this Yahoo cuts in front of me in traffic. Hang on one second. Good morning. Welcome <laughs> back, Buttercups. It's Donna and Steve. We miss you. Nom, 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 nom. It's not like that. No, y'all. she's a pro. That's all. That's she's a all. pro. Like if you if you don't feel good, you don't have to go on the air and be like, "Hi, everybody, I don't feel good today." Nobody cares. Oh, here we are. don't Nobody spin this into your thoughts on the millennial generation. Cares. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> you know, I think. Oh my anxiety! How sometimes Don is thinking maybe maybe the millennial generation, and there's truth in this. Maybe we could buck up a little more. And just deal with some stuff. And in the same way, the millennials might say to your coal mine generation, whichever one it is specifically, <laughs> be that more you, you could be more emotionally aware of your own thing. You know, your generation may be taught a little bit more, not really yours. I think the boomers more than anybody taught in a sense to stuff the feelings down, which maybe there's a balance somewhere. I think you're, I think you could be. Yeah. Something. Like you could do a little bit of that and a little bit of this, but maybe have a little bit of self-awareness and that's all. Guys, all we're trying to do is help you, but That's what do you guys it. give us in, in return? Nothing. Nothing.
We'll take $80 an hour. Thank you. Can I lead with a Britney Spears story? This is very out of left field for me. Yes. I would. I look at, look, I want good things for Britney. When Britney stories come across and they come across often, they usually don't, you know, get me all excited and interested and all that. You know, we just want people like Britney needs to take some time off. Just time off. Like leave Instagram for a while. Yes. And just heal a little bit. Um, But she was back on Instagram over the weekend. But that's not what caught my eye. The fact that her mother apparently jumped into the comment section. They say she posted an Instagram rant over the weekend. It said Part of what it said was, for me, the real problem is that my family, to this day, honestly have no conscience whatsoever, conscience whatsoever, and really believe in their minds that they've done nothing wrong at all. Quad exclamation point. She goes on to say they could at least take responsibility for their actions and actually own up to the fact that they hurt me. For me, just a genuine apology would help give me closure. Apparently, Britney's mom, Lynn Spears, dropped a note in the comments saying, quote, I am sorry for your pain. I have been sorry for years. I love you so much and miss you. Please unblock me so I can speak to you in person. Britney, deep down, you know how much I love and miss you. I apologize for anything and everything that's hurt you. No public reply from Brittany. Lynn has yet. got, I mean, that's got to be, be extremely painful for a mother to not be able to connect with her child. Yeah, I think of parents, oh boy, we're going to get dark here. I think of parents who, we were talking about this with Face to Face last week, our charity partner. Yeah. And imagine right. parents who, their children, and gosh, as I say this, my heart goes out to you who their grown children, teenagers, into their 20s, whatever, who have become addicted, like drug addicted, and mm-hmm. they're a shell of themselves. Right. And all they care about is the thing that they're addicted to. And again, I always go back to, we were all cute babies at the beginning. And all of that, you know, they all started as just these cute little itty bitty things. And then you go through all the phases, cue the butterfly kisses, but it's like all the phases of, you're the only person in the world that they want to spend time with and all of that. And to to fast forward to a point where you don't have a relationship with them for whatever reason, if it's addiction or if it's in Britney Spears case, the, 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 what's the word, the court, the uh, ownership, the, convert, the, the conservatorship. conservatorship, the word that we all couldn't forget for a while, um, whatever that might be, if you're in a position and, and maybe you were at fault or maybe you weren't at fault, who knows, but just that situation as a parent, when you have a child who won't talk to you has just got to be so heartbreaking. And I'm sure it can be experienced the other way too, where a child feels like they can't talk to their parent because of hurts that have happened in the past. But that's that fracture in relationship. Like that makes me talking about anxiety. That makes me anxious right now. Just heartbreaking. It's your baby. I get why parents always. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Say, like, these are my babies because you just feel like, doesn't matter how old you get, like, I remember reading Goodnight Moon to you. Oh, God, you're you going know? to make me cry. I'm getting weird. Oh, stop. Rocco, why don't you care about anything? <laughs> I don't. I really Sorry. stop. It's all right. What, what books I did you it. read to your kid? Was it all like, here's why, like anarchy books and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did read him the, the Bob Dylan Forever Young one. That was a good one. He liked Goodnight Gorilla. Aww. I he liked, um, do your kids like, uh, there, there's like, what was the American Revolution or who was Alexander Hamilton? And the cover has like kind Big of a heads. Like, Yeah, you my know, kid loved that stuff. We haven't really gotten into those, um, but they, they always look intriguing. If we're at Barnes and Noble or if they see them at the library, it looks intriguing. Yeah, who was Brent? Ben Franklin. Donna right. has a question. No, those are good. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, hey first time, long time. Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering, how do you decide what books to read? Does it come on recommendations? I think, family I think and you friends. get some books early on yeah. um, as a part of showers and, and push gifts and stuff like that where it's like, oh, oh okay. hey, here are some great books. And then, there, you know, I love going to a bookstore in the kids section and finding what's a good, interesting looking book. And you start with the board books. Right. You right. know, because kids, little ones will tear the pages right, on books. Right. So they have to be cardboard. Sure. That and so you start duty. with those. But like Goodnight Moon. Favorites for me, the book that I will read, I should be careful, I might start crying, but the book that oh. I will read after my kids leave, like if I think, I, I do think I'll do this, I think I'll continue to watch cartoons from time to time to remember the vibe of like oh, a Saturday God, morning. you're going to make me cry, I and swear. And I think so. that I'll read like, so Goodnight Moon, there's the Going to Bed book by Sandra Boynton. Um, these little books that are just the rhythm of, you can read them without even opening the book. You know them so well. Right. They right. Oh, Steve. You're a good dad. Whatever. And I'm going to tear you a new one in okay. this game. So, Auntie Donna there means, gang, that we're going to play a game, and it's called the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Do you want to play with us? Uh, all you've got to do is call 651-641-1071. We will find out the topic next on the Don and Steve Experience. Wow, well, it's nice to hear an upbeat song from Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for bringing us back, Louis. Mind if I call you Louis? Because he's got you. a great voice. He does have a great voice. And he's very funny. He's got a very self-deprecating way about it. Yes, him. yes, he is very funny. I do remember that. Anyway, uh, that's not why you called, but thank you for calling. Do we have a caller? We do. Uh, Daniel called, and I thought he wanted to play the game. Maybe he wanted to talk about other stuff. Anyways, he's gone, and Amy's here, so let's play oh, that. It's time, college. 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 it's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. I do want to see how smart you are. I also want to celebrate National Boyfriend Day. Ooh. Nice. What was your first boyfriend's name, Donna Valentine? Um, it wasn't that long ago, so <laughs> I I'm not gonna say. Thank I you. I was the name of I was the first boyfriend, I believe, to Taisha Hasty in third grade. Oh wow. Oh, that I had a brief fling with Sarah Real in third wow, a grade. Fling. <laughs> and uh and then Sarah Tobin. Two Sarahs one year. I was in third grade. Oh my gosh, I probably need to talk with my third grader. 
Are they dating behind my back? Oh, probably. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyways, it's National Boyfriend Day, whatever that means. And I've picked out uh, some, I kind of Googled, like, best boyfriends in the movies. And I found three boyfriends in movies that uh, seem to be making those lists. And I'm going to quiz you on them. Is that cool? Oh, okay. So, yeah, all right, man, whatever. This is Amy on the phone. Amy, I'm going to ask you, who do you think knows more about uh, boyfriends in the movies, Donna or Steve? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Donna. Hey, Amy, I feel like we did things out of order there. Rocco rushed right (laughs) past my opportunity to even develop a rapport with you. I'll ask anyway, even though you just smacked me proverbially in the face. What's next in your day after you play this game and hopefully lose? Then what? Mm -hmm. I am going to be working on an implementation uh, for systems. Oh integrating God. systems. Oh. She's just saying. making up words. Yeah, are you just looking at a thesaurus right now? Because you used a bunch <laughs> of big words here. And it feels, you're trying to make us sound jealous. stupid because we don't know those words? Implementation, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just means two systems talk to each other. Oh, interesting. Steve, why don't yeah. you go implement something? <laughs> yeah, I got to go right, implement the, the printer. All right, All right Amy, I'll, I'll, I'll give my best to integrate positivity and a win. Yay. Thank you. All right, Rocco, let's do it. Okay, Donna. These are famous boyfriends from the movies. I'm going to give you like the year, little description. I want you to tell me the movie I'm talking about. Oh, shoot. Okay. Ready? I'll start with this. 1995, Paul Rudd plays Alicia Silverstone's boyfriend, Josh Lucas. Oh, that is um, Clueless? 2001, Colin Firth plays Renee Zellweger's boyfriend, Mark Darcy. Uh, uh, that is um, that movie where she, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. 1999, Heath Ledger plays Julia Stiles' boyfriend, Patrick Verona. Is that 50 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You? Is, is it 50? It? It's 50 first dates, 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things. I like it. Well, let's see what Amy has to say about your answers. She said Clueless was the first one. Paul Rudd, yeah, your thoughts? Definitely. She said Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones' Diary was uh, the one with Colin Firth. Your thoughts? Nailed it. Nailed and it. she said Ten Things I Hate About You was Heath Ledger. Your thoughts? Nailed it. Wow. All right, Amy. That you guys makes talk. Me excited. I'll get Steve. Okay. Rocco's going to go get Steve. Anyway, how's your week looking? Real busy? Lots Mine. of meetings, yeah. Yes, yeah, very busy. You, you know, it's work. Are you working from I'd home? I'd like to be independently wealthy. Oh. Uh, I work kind of half and half. Okay. Are you guys so just chatting it up Monday there? Yeah, Amy wants Tuesday, to be Wednesdays. independently wealthy. Listen, I do. Uh, Tuesdays are, and Thursdays, she's got on your schedule. Can I ask a question? Are you um, uh, reading any good literature on, you know, just financial independence or financial literacy? Are you well-read in that area? I love that. No, um... The Dave, the Dave guy you like, I have read all of his stuff. Yeah, Dave uh, Ramsey, he's like a debt uh-huh. buster guy. He's great if you want to get out of debt. There's and then other authors who have you know some more right, you know different ideas. Should, but isn't it amazing? Fair, I'm really into the book Dopamine Nation. Oh, so it's not about finances, but it could be. You know, I bought that one too. I don't think I've gotten to it yet, but that's it'll uh, it's it's it'll change the way you think about things. Okay. Does it change the way you think about social media? Because that's like a no, good source of dopamine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go into dopamine fast. All right. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. All I want is more dopamine. So it's probably good that we weren't teammates. Uh, I'm ready to play the game. 
Okay, there goes Amy, uh, and here comes Steve. These are famous boyfriends from movies. I Googled, like, best boyfriends in the cinema, and I, these names kept coming up. So I'm going to quiz you on them. All right. I'm going to give you, like, the year and the description, and you're going to tell me the movie. Uh-huh. Here goes. 1995, Paul Rudd plays Alicia Silverstone's boyfriend, Josh Lucas. What year? 1995. Pass. 2001, Colin Firth plays Renee Zellweger's boyfriend, Mark Darcy. Uh, Miss Congenia. <laughs> oh, no. In 1999, Heath Ledger plays Julia Stiles' boyfriend, Patrick Verona. Ten Things I Hate About You. Paul Rudd, Alicia Silverstone, 1995. Clueless. 2001, Colin Firth, Renee Zellweger. Oh, Miss Congenia. It's... Gosh, it's right there. It's right there. Mm. Legally Blonde. Nope. That's, I have that's a feeling Amy's going to win a yeah! t-shirt. Who knows? Maybe it'll even be a, I'm not going to make any promises, but it could be a My Talk Film Fest t-shirt. Ooh. I don't know. Whoa. I'm wearing one right now. It's cute. It now, is cute. Can I ask if Amy, so look, I lost, whatever. Which one? The one you the missed one was wrong? Bridget Jones' Diary. That was the middle one. Uh, you guys both got Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You, correct? Amy, I'm going to ask a question. Donna is going to get mad at me. I just want to ask the question. Would you be willing to play double or nothing? (laughs) Just hear me out. Would you be open to that concept? Yes. Okay, now here's what I think we could do. If she loses, you lose everything. And we really make her lose everything. Not like a radio bit and then, hey, just kidding. We're going to send you the stuff. Mm -hmm. You lose everything. But if you win, Rocco, don't you think we could give the shirt and the pass to the movie screening? Oh, I you probably could, right? But here's know. the deal. Amy, I'm not looking for a feel-good segment, all right? This is going to be, if yeah. you lose, you're going to lose hard, okay? Yeah. Can we I do that, I Rocco? Was, I feel like I'm, I'm ready for this. We probably it's could. It's just going to be like a private YouTube link, right? I think so. All right, I fine. I just want Amy, you know, I want to go also... step and repeat. That'd be great. No, cool it. We already did the full thing. This is just a digital screening. Excuse you at me, your do house. I have a say? Go ahead, Donna. I don't want to do this. Could it just be Amy and me straight up? Doesn't affect Absolutely. the record book. All right, okay. so Amy, it's you versus me. If you know the answer. And if I know the answer, I'll buzz in too. What the heck? So that means you're in. All right, fine. I'm going to play a song. Uh, it has to do with boyfriends. You tell me who's singing. But say your name if you know it, okay? Okay. Okay, who's singing this? Let me talk to you if I was your boyfriend. Steve. Steve. No Justin Bieber. It is Justin Bieber. Does that mean she gets oh, nothing? Now I feel terrible because I absolutely <laughs> dominated her. I wanted to go to the, the film thing and I mm. feel super bad. I was going to buy it anyway. I'll buy it anyway. No, it's, just uh, give it all to her. Yeah, why, did you, why did you wreck this for her, Yeah, Steve? why are you such a wrecker? I even listened to all of the telecast, the reunion show. Okay, okay. I, oh, I okay. live by show, showcase. I all right. I couldn't go. No. I was bummed. Okay. All right, Amy. Now you just sound like you're panhandling here. Okay. Listen. Hey. We're, we're gonna give you. We're gonna give it both to you. Yes. And uh, you know who did it for you? Pat. Pat. Steve. I got. I. I got every answer right. You but really Pat. Did. Pat went double or nothing. You I, would have okay. never brought in that screening pass. We should do that more, like other radio stations, where it's like, "Where'd you win it? Where'd you?" And they're like, "I won it on today's hit music, ninety-two two. You know, <laughs> we should have people say, "Pat. Pat did it." Oh boy. Right, Amy. That's so good. I think you definitely should. <laughs> 
Amy, run. I feel like you should go by Pat Pat all the time. <laughs> Thank 24/7. you, Amy. You mm-hmm. are my soulmate. Oh, God. All right, we got to so go. Good. Amy, right. why'd you turn on me? Yeah. I don't understand what <laughs> I happened. I didn't. In fact, I was going to say mad props because you got them all. You didn't just get them. You nailed them. Thank nailed you, them. Amy. Chameleon. Right. She will, whoever no, she's no, in. I'm a lover of all. I'm an equal opportunity, <laughs> my talker. Hey, Amy, be, you, be Amy. honest with okay. me. Last question. Are you? Are you? Uh, <clears throat> are you under the influence of something right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been drinking since five. Wow! <laughs> oh my God. She yeah, needs coffee, kids. Thing. All right, thanks, coffee. Amy. All right, okay. Have, have a great day, Amy. There she goes. Bye. Okay. Hey, um, you know Matt Belanger was in a little bit ago. He was in at nine thirty, uh, telling us three things you need to know for today. One of those things was that the governor. Uh, would okay. be making an announcement. Mm. Hey, Rocco, Rocco, Rocco. 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 Sorry, I got to turn my mic off. Seriously, dude, we're no, on the Twin seriously. Cities. Seriously. Amy, what's your T-shirt? No, oh, sorry, it, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, Governor Waltz did announce frontline worker payments to start this week. Uh, workers will receive $487.45 beginning Wednesday. Payment processing will continue through fall of 22. So okay, so now fall. we know. Now we know what the number is. And it sounds like that's not, it's like if you qualify, that's the number you get as opposed to some sort of a sliding scale. Correct. You know, with surplus, right? Yes. With a, or, or not the surplus, you know, the thing during the pandemic when the when checks were going out, there was a sliding scale based on your income. If you had made under this, you got this much, the full amount. If you made up to this, you got 75%. But this is just one flat amount, it sounds like. Hey, you know, um, yeah, I've got know. some emails coming in, including uh, someone anonymously asking for marriage advice. I'll, uh, should we open the email bag when we come back? Sure. Um, quick before we go, don't you dare forget that October is Breast Cancer Awareness mm-hmm. Month. My Talk 1071 has teamed up with our buddies at Southern Lights to shed light on this very important month. Make October your reminder month to schedule your mammogram and other preventative care appointments and tell your friends to do the same. We get it. Nobody wants to do it, but these are important. We need to do them. Whatever your preventative care looks like, uh, make sure you book those appointments. Check out events. Find a list of resources at mytalk1071.com. Keyword awareness. Okay, we will open the mailbag, do a little marriage advice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I ordered food from a YouTuber last night. I don't know what that means. I didn't either, but I don't think I regret it. I'll tell you about that experience when we return, John and Steve on my talk. Don't worry about it, Donna and Steve on my talk 1071. Everything Yellow. entertainment. Yellow, Steve. All what right. A, what a blessing. And mm-hmm. yeah, send a curse. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of curse, talking. I did just hit the dump button. I think I might have heard a swear word on that song. I thought I did too. So I'm working on that, but people out there didn't hear it. <laughs> That's great, Rocco. You've redeemed yourself. Thank you. Thanks, Rocco. I'm glad uh, we had that talk. I am, too. Thanks, you guys, for being here. Uh, You're my best friend. All right, guys, you got to give me a minute because now I lost it. But um, hold on. Talk amongst yourselves. Donna's been finding... uh, Something in the mailbag that has to do with marriage. Advice. And she's coming, uh, she's going to offer it up to, I think, you and me, Rocco, as we're both currently married. Mm-hmm. And we'll both have an opportunity to share something about it. Correct. Um, by the way, uh, if you missed an hour one, you can go always download the podcast if you miss anything. We heard from quite a few of you 
on Friday at PD&D who do just that. You're like, I don't miss a minute all the time. I always make sure I'm all caught up. Uh, but I went out. I took Lila, my seven-year-old daughter, to Minnesota Harvest yesterday, and it's under new ownership. And I don't. I loved it already. I thought it was an enjoyable place already. And I really loved it yesterday. I thought it was so well done and the spaces were curated. It was well thought. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So if it's been a minute since you've been to Minnesota Harvest, um, go back, check it out, because there are some new things this year that I really um, enjoyed. Boy, free promo. Right? No kidding. I did not get paid to tell you about that. We will tell you what Kim Kardashian got paid for and now has to pay back uh, more than a million dollars on. That's coming up at 1130. Wow. That's a lot of money. Okay, I can't it? find it. Um, no, I don't know Donna. Where it went. I can't find it and I don't feel like it anymore. Was now. it in maybe just your own um, email? Did it not come to like radio emails? Did it you know, is it just to you? That could be. I'll just keep looking. Um, also, our friend Becca in Canada has set her appointment to get her DJ Rock Lobster uh, this tattoo. This is insane. I love it. Maybe that's what Daniel was calling about earlier. I'm going to read uh, an email uh, that is self-congratulating. They're the best ones to read. This from Margaret. Margaret says, let's make a list. Hit it, Rocco. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm on that page now. Let's make a list. That was worth it. Uh, Reasons why the Don and Steve Experience movie was epic. Number one, award-winning performances. Two, original songs. Three, hipster location. Four, beautiful cinematography. Five, Bobby Jensen. Mm. Six, inside jokes. (laughs) Seven, y'all look like movie stars on Friday night. Thanks. P.S. Steve, are you familiar with FastGrowingTrees.com? I've heard ads for them on a couple of podcasts in the last week or two. Uh, they would never find... Oh, my gosh. If anyone from our sales department is listening, I actually have mentioned this before to our sales team. I want to tell people about Fast Growing Trees. That's where I got all my hybrid poplars and Austrian willows. Oh, my God. Make it stop. And if I can get... It, I, no endorsement would make me happier. Are you soliciting for endorsements right now? I'm talking to our sales team based on a listener email that said they're advertising. You should advertise for them. I am. What, do you want to put me in jail? I don't think that's what the airwaves are made for. I like to use the airwaves for a lot of different things, and I think they are originally intended for. Did you find the email? I did. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who this is from, but the question is primarily for Steve, but would love my opinion as well. We'll throw DJ Rock Lobster into the mix. Is this from Brian? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> um, for the past three weekends, my husband has only wanted to nap on the couch all day. He'll wake up, eat breakfast, go to sleep on the couch until 4 p.m., 5 p.m., wake up for dinner, go back to sleep. He's an accountant and works a lot, so he says he likes to recharge on the weekend. I told him I'm upset because I want to do things with him. Girl, I feel you. His response was that we went out to dinner Friday and Saturday night and we did do things together. Do I have the right to be upset that he slept all day or should I not make him feel guilty for recharging? 
You know, that's an interesting one because until until you hit me with that final lineup, they went out to dinner on right. Friday and Saturday night. That makes it a bit grayer, does it not? Not quite as black and white as it had been reading. Yes, and there's also, do you have children? Do I'd you love not to have know children? That. Are there household things that need attended to? Yes. Or the, are are there, they being neglected? Yeah, I think uh, I think a couple of things. I think that better sleep habits during the week might help where you don't feel like you need to do a sleep-a-thon on Saturday and Sunday to recharge. That seems a little bit out of whack. Now, I don't know if she's exaggerating. I don't know how. I need to know how many hours he's asleep on the couch. Okay? Is it legit? He wakes up, he eats, sleeps until dinner, eats again. Is he a lion on the weekend? He just wakes up to hunt and eat? Yeah, it seems that way. I I went through this at one point where... You had a heavy sleeper? The husband worked all day and all night. And at the time, I wasn't working very much. I was working part-time. Had just moved here. Had, you know, was trying to find a job. He didn't take into consideration that I'm sitting home all day by mm-hmm. myself doing nothing getting excited for the weekend to spend time together. Mm-hmm. And then all he wants to do is lay around. So I feel for her. And I understand where where she's coming from. It sounds like his version of recharging is a touch extreme. Yeah. That he could dial that back. You know, like, hey, let me sleep in on both of those days. Uh, that's one thing versus like, let me wake up, eat, and then just sleep again. Because then that can leave you feeling awfully lonely when the person that you want to spend time with is in the room but is unconscious because they're sleeping. Um, I get that. (laughs) Lou and I have that too, right? I mean, think, Lou, she is home with our children Mm -hmm. and has had at least one child in the house pretty much every day for the last 12 years. And she has a lot of kid interaction. I come to work and fill my cup on limited adult interaction right and she doesn't have that so whereas i could i could easily come home on the weekend and feel like oh i'm good if we don't ever plan another dinner and just hang out i want to hang right. out at the house with the kids and she is like i've been at the house with the kids right. i want us to go out let's go have dinner with another family so i've i've had to have a she's had to have like a come to jesus with me about like this is a need that i have to go out and connect with Absolutely. those people and by the way underneath that all um, and she and I have sort of gone through this too, where I need to be aware. Maybe this guy needs to be aware as is often the root of problems in marriages is selfishness, self-centeredness, where we do the thing that we said we weren't going to do when we, you know, gave our vows mm-hmm, to each other, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to put me in front of you. Right. I'm going to put my needs in front of your needs. That's a very common thing to do, but it's always ends the same way, which is bad. And so even in, in, in that case for me, even if, Chillin' feels better. I need to be attuned to she has needs. And even if I'd rather chill on a Saturday night, let's go have dinner with that family so that she can get her cup filled in a different way and you totally. know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a, a lot of the a lot of the roots of marriage problems and slash problems is self-centeredness and selfishness where we just think of ourselves and our kids. My brother-in-law Dave told me this when he first had a kid. And he said, kids have an amazing way of revealing your selfishness. Because mm. once you have someone else who is wants to do different things all the time, you realize how often you have your own plan in your head of how Steve wants to do things mm-hmm. and how I want today to look. And I still deal with that problem where I have unspoken expectations of the weekend. And then when they don't start going that way, 
then I get cranky, stressed out, irritable. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Lou's not a mind reader. And she doesn't know what the expectation that I have right. in my head is. Oh, Steve, you're such a well-adjusted human. I would know what I would. I don't think well-adjusted is. I'm so is, glad the mic wasn't on when I said that. <laughs> no, I, but I. But I'm telling. These are from like recent <laughs> arguments. We've been married for 17 years, together for 22. My point is like I get it. I still screw up in these boneheaded, hard-headed, thick-skulled ways. And there are other ways that Lou does as well, where it's like we so often don't communicate effectively with each other. And instead, we just it's operate. Common. It's very common. But I might I just add that mm-hmm. that seems to me, and I'm no doctor, to be a symptom of depression. That long sleeping? That much, yes. There's, uh, I. That's an interesting... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just staying in bed, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I was going to say, it sounds like he's got mono or Lyme disease or something. Or he may be depressed about something, and so maybe that can open it's, up a dialogue about that that's a, to that's see a what's good going point. on. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> just when you thought we were only butt doctors, we are, we're doctors. General practitioners, therapists, whatever you need from us. None of that is true, though. Medically and legally, we we need to tell you that. Yes, absolutely. We're going to take a break. What do you want to do? I don't know. How about, uh, I want to tell you about a movie that I watched. I watched a sequel to a movie. I've never seen the original. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I ever need to see the original. I was like, oh, that sequel. That's good. Maybe I'll watch it, too. Stands on its own two feet. Okay. Tell you the movie we watched and and enjoyed last night. Thanks.